all across America and around the world. This is Veterans Radio. This is Veterans Radio. Welcome to Veterans Radio. I am Jim Fawson. I'm the officer of the deck today. We've got some great programs for you. I think you'll find very interesting. We always want to remind you, you can find more about Veterans Radio at its Facebook site or by going to veteransradio.net where we're on the web 24-7. You can find a lot of our podcasts there as well. We post new ones every Tuesday, so you can get a new story, a new interview, something you didn't know before by going to veteransradio.net. And before we get started, we want to thank our sponsors. First up, we want to thank National Veteran Business Development Council, nvbdc.org. It was established to certify both service-disabled and veteran-owned businesses. You'll find out how they can help your business by going to nvbdc.org. We also want to thank Eisenhower Center. It's a brain injury recovery center. Learn more about eisenhowercenter.com. They're located in Michigan and in Florida. We want to thank Legal Help for Veterans. Legal Help for Veterans fights for veterans' disability rights all across the nation. You can reach them at 800-693-4800 or on the web at legalhelpforveterans.com. We want to thank VetBiz Central, which is part of the U.S. Small Business Association, VBOC, Vet Business Outreach Centers. VetBiz Central covers Michigan, Indiana, and Ohio, and can be reached at vetbizcentral.org. Let's move on to our programs. We're talking today with our new amateur historian here on Veterans Radio, Joe Neusendorfer. Joe, welcome to Veterans Radio, and tell us a little bit about yourself. Thanks, Jim. Uh, I have been a historian for 50 years. I've written hundreds of history articles on various subjects, curated local history exhibits, and lectured on such subjects as architecture, engineering, surveying, and early Native Americans. My interest in military science stems from my service as a USA Air Force veteran. I had a keen interest in specialized subculture language and professional experience in communicating technical information. Well, you got a few different phrases for us today to remind our veteran radio listeners of uh, what this military slang is about. Why don't you start with grunts? Okay, the first um, area I'd like to cover is uh, military grunts versus pogs. And uh, there's always been a lively rivalry amongst all branches of the U.S. military. One branch of service is pitted against another in football games and other rivalry sports competitions. However, there's a constant non-sports rivalry within each branch of service. It is who are on the ground workers versus who are the brain workers, or brain, brawn versus brain. The brawn, brawn guys are in, and gals are referred to as grunts, those who are out there on the front line, usually the infantry in the army, grunts bear the burden of the combat, kicking in doors and facing the enemy head on. They are subject to the highest risk. The brain guys 
gals are referred to as pog, pogs, P-O-G-S. This meaning, in military talk, person other than a grunt. It has often become a derogatory term or insult of some sort. To put things in proper perspective, however, for an effective operating military, it takes both grunts and pogs working together. What all servicemen and women should remember is that combat missions are carried out because of the part each one plays. Such as maintenance of the jets ensures the performance of a mission, the building of bridges and clearing of IEDs helps facilitate carrying out of the infantry role. Before a missile reaches its final destination, several hands played a part. You can't fight the enemy without ammunition, transport to the fight, or indirect fire from air support. So let's give a vigorous veterans radio shout out and salute to both grunts and pogs that are all doing their part to keep us safe. Well, Joe, and I think, uh, you know, anybody anybody who's been in the service, uh, you also realize that sometimes you're a grunt and sometimes you're a pog. Um, based That's right, based double on, duty. Yeah, based on your assignment. Um, and uh, in my experience, uh, this has always been kind of in good fun, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's no, no insult intended on any part. It's all uh, tongue-in-cheek. Well, if, uh, you know, I think uh, in the civilian world, they might have figured out what a grunt was, uh, that ground pounder who's doing the work, uh, busting down the doors. But now right. you've you've enlightened them about what pogs are. So I think uh, some of them may want to be uh, uh, recognized as a pog in their organization. So uh, great, exactly. uh, great little... Uh, uh, update on some military slang for our veteran radio listeners. Joe, I'd like to have you turn to another term that you sometimes hear. Um, certainly in the military, we understand it, but I don't think they do in the civilian world. Uh, scrambled eggs. Yes, yeah, scrambled eggs. That's uh, interesting. It's a military slang term for the typically leaf-shaped embellishments found on the visors of peak caps worn by military officers. The phrase is derived from the resemblance that the emblems have to scrambled eggs, particularly when the embellishments are gold in color. In the United States Armed Forces, scrambled eggs is the nickname for the golden oak leaf and acorn embellishments known as fretting on the bills or visors of frame service and dress uniform caps, called service caps in the Army, combination covers in the Navy and Coast Guard, barracks covers in the Marine Corps, and so on, that are worn by field grade and general officers in the rank and grade of major or higher in the Army and the Marine Corps and senior and flag officers in the, in the rank and grade of commander or higher in the Navy and Coast Guard. In the U.S. Air Force, the embellishments on caps are silver, not gold. They are referred to as sparks, farts, and darts, lightning bolts, clouds, and arrows. The reason for the blue, uh, the silver, is the uniforms are uh, uh, blue, and it just really blends in. Well, I, I, again, this is one of those things that anybody who's probably watched a TV show has seen a, uh, yeah. a military cap with a bunch of coloration. Uh, those are the scrambled eggs right on the black bill, generally. Um, and 
didn't maybe understand what those were, but as you as you move up the ranks, your gold oak leaf and acorn embellishments uh, get a little more pronounced, don't they? Absolutely, and especially you see them when they come in for a congressional term testimony stuff on C-SPAN. They're they're full dress uniform, the generals, and they got their scrambled eggs all all over them. <laughs> well, and, and and it's you know um, from uh, somebody who has risen through the ranks, it's quite a distinguishing feature. But what it also helps, and I think a lot of people don't understand this, is all of these military oh uh, symbols and embellishments and things are in part so that you can recognize the rank that person may play from distance as you approach. Exactly, and especially. With the um, the saluting of officers, they they get a heads up that somebody's coming along the line that they need to salute. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> Don't tick off a general or an admiral by not recognizing what you know what their rank is, right? Exactly. Re- respecting the rank, and I but, didn't I didn't realize that in the Air Force it was sparks, farts, and darts. Yeah, uh, that's that's kind of cool. That's a different uh, uh, term, if you will, for those what is a, essentially the Air Force's scrambled eggs on its uh, uh, flag ranked officers. I guess that's an, an endearment that only the flyboys could come up with, right? It does sort of sound like something something like that. And and somebody somewhere said, well, we can't have gold uh, scrambled eggs on our blue uniforms. They're not sty- it's not stylish enough. That had to have been a hilarious conversation when that decision was made. Absolutely. And now maybe for a future topic is I don't know what color the embellishments are going to be for the Space Force. Oh, interesting. Yes, yeah. Well, well, we'll we'll have you look into that if you don't mind, uh, Mr. Historian. Right. Well, I want to bring in another uh, topic, to, uh, maybe to educate some of our veteran radio listeners. Um, and uh, again, I think maybe they have some sense of what SOS uh, refers to. Uh, but uh, tell us a little more. Boy, Jim, this is one that's dear to my heart and stomach. Being in the Air Force, I mean, you get up early in the morning, <laughs> head down to the chow hall, and that uh, SOS for breakfast, it's um, it's military slang term. Uh, in popular usage, SOS became associated with such phrases as save our ship, or save our souls, or send out sucker or help. But in military food terms, SOS implies some kind of meat in a sauce. Uh, usually a white sauce like cream chip beef served over toast, the toast being the shingle, and often served as a breakfast dish. Other terms for it is our stew on a shingle, same old stuff, something on a shingle, or save our stomachs. As a side note, I, I have in my freezer right now a frozen uh, chip beef. You, know, you you can't get away from that stuff. It's really good. <laughs> Every once in a while, go to the freezer and I'll pull it out and, and thaw it out and get it in the microwave and reminisce of my Air Force days over in England in a Quonset hut. Well, and again, this is one of these things everybody experiences because it's institutionalized cooking. And I like exactly. I like the fact that you refer to it as some kind of meat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it could be, you know, they could have a shortage of hamburger. Might be, they might put pork in there. I mean, probably today, 
maybe ground chicken. Who knows what's going to go in there? It's like sausage. Well, you can't tell what you it is. See, right, you don't know what it is, and you don't want to see it being made. Right, yeah, you can't really, you can't really tell what it is because it's all being sort of chipped up. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, I appreciate you used uh, uh, all PG terms uh, for something on a shingle. Uh, exactly. Uh, sometimes that uh, phrase begins with an SH. Um, That's right. And, uh, again. Yeah, anyway. And I'll continue that with it's a real hit, too. It, it is. It's one of those things that uh, you get it slapped on your tray and you say, well, Ugh. but, you know, it's not bad. Um, and it isn't. You can, you, can, you can acquire a real good taste for that. I, I have. I, it's like when I was in England, when we'd have uh, breakfast with the English, sometimes they invited us into their homes. In the English over there, they put baked beans on toast for breakfast. <laughs> and that's good. You ever try that? No, I haven't tried Look, at, there's no end to the uh, regional flavors and, uh, that you might get, uh, and certainly in a lot of... What you can put on toast. Right. What you can put on toast. Yeah, well, grits uh, is another one of those. Avocados, whatever, yep. you know. Spam. Um, yeah, spam. Now, spam. That's another another story <laughs> well maybe we'll bring that one back uh, it, it is still a uh, highly regarded food in uh, in hawaii i understand so it's primary in fact i was there about two years ago and they've got every flavor of spam there is well turkey bacon tasted I'm well since since you've done the research i do think we'll add spam uh it's various okay, well, variations for the military and, and I'll, do a food, I'll do a food report there you go perfect well we want to thank uh, our uh, veterans radio historian of slang joe nusendorf and air force veteran for spending a little time with us today and uh reminding us of uh some of these slang terms and certainly some of the culinary delights that uh, that the uh, veterans get, military men get to, and women get to experience around the world. Thank you. It's a real joy being on your show, Jim. And I want to thank everybody for listening to Veterans Radio today. I am Jim Fawson. It's been a pleasure to be your host. I'm a veterans disability lawyer at Legal Help for Veterans, and you can reach us at 800-693-4800 or LegalHelpForVeterans.com on the web. You can follow Veterans Radio on Facebook and listen to its podcasts and Internet radio shows by going to VeteransRadio.net. And until next time, you are dismissed. If you have a VA claim denied by the Board of Veterans' Appeals, contact Legal Help for Veterans at 1-800-693-4800. They're experts in handling cases before the U.S. Court of Appeals for Veterans' Claims. Their number again, 1-800-693-4800. We again want to thank our national sponsors, the National Veterans Business Development Council, nvbdc.org, the U.S. Small Business Administration Veterans Business Outreach Center, Eisenhower Center, VA Ann Arbor Health Care System, the Vietnam Veterans of America, Charles S. Kettles Chapter, Ann Arbor, Michigan. VFW Graf O'Hara Post 423 in Ann Arbor. And the American Legion Press Corn Post 46, also in Ann Arbor. They keep us on the air, as does your support. Go to Facebook, go to veteransradio.net, and support our efforts. And until next time, you are dismissed.